Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We help committed people stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. This week, I am very excited because we have the founders of The Mint Project on the podcast. Betsy Jones, Kara Forrester, and Jess Carr all came on to talk about The Mint Project. It's an incredible program they've put together, launching very soon. It is training trainers to work specifically with perinatal and postpartum women. It sounds like an amazing program. I was excited going in, and I am more excited at the end of this interview, as I think you will hear. Check it out. The Mint Project is on the podcast. Betsy Jones, Kara Forrester, Jess Carr, welcome to the Feel Strong Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I am incredibly excited to have you here. So at the top, thank you so much for coordinating your schedules and coming on here to talk about the Mint Project. Absolutely. Same. Happy to. I'd like to start with just a little bit of background, maybe one at a time. What is your journey towards to training postpartum women? How did you end up at the Mint Project? So um, I, my training people in general journey started in the CrossFit space in about 2013. Um, I was just working out for fun, had kind of come from the, you know, the same thing everybody does, the lifetime fitness, whatever uh, space and started training, was relatively good, just kind of by nature. So very resilient, not a care in the world. Um, and then from there I got pregnant in 2018 and was extremely careful yet also looking at CrossFitters for kind of guidance through that. Um, so I was a self-taught in that space of what to do for avoiding diastasis recti, anything bad that could happen to my body while being pregnant yet still wanting to do as much as I can. So I self-taught during that and then same thing after uh, for most of my postpartum. Then I kind of started seeing the need, obviously having that experience with moms within our gym. From there, I we were all part of Active Life Professional. Um, not sure, I think you know Sean, right, Justin? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Past guest, friend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how we all found each other. So yeah. shout out Sean, thank you <laughs> for that. Yeah, that was kind of my background with training and how I got more into training moms, women, things like that, just from experience and self-taught. That's great. Kara, how about yourself? Yeah, so I um, I got my bachelor's degree in exercise and wellness, and then I started personal training in 2015, and I was just training, you know, um, like I was powerlifting at the time. I was just doing general fitness for training people. And then I got pregnant as well, and then I realized, there was a lot I did not know about training pregnant postpartum women. And that actually really bugged me (laughs) because I'm like, wait, I went to school for this. I didn't learn anything, nothing about training pregnant postpartum women. And so um, due to my own need, I started looking into things. I found a girl who actually, you know, she had three kids. She still went to the CrossFit games on a team. She won that year. um, And I was following her and then, followed her mentor and then started learning from her. And then from there, um, I did my master's degree. I got that two years ago. And um, my, my study, my thesis was on postpartum return to activity. 
Um, so I've just been really into that and I've developed my own program since then of how to work with pregnant women and then rehab them back into activity afterwards. Because myself personally, I, I want to keep being active. That's who I am. And I believe a lot of women want to, but there's so much fear around returning that a lot of women just don't and they lose out on that part of their life. And I think if they could be, have more guidance, then more women would come back. And so that's why we wanted to do this, empower more women and mostly coaches to be able to work with those women. I was just going to say, I think there's, I think there's fear on both sides. I think there's fear instilled in, in women. And I think a lot of coaches and physicians, clinicians uh, also have a lot of fear and tend to treat women uh, somewhat patronizingly, maybe, but with like kid gloves. Uh, But I don't want to go off track. Jess, how about yourself? How did, how did we end up here? Yeah, um, somewhat similar story. Um, I actually did a little bit of a career shift about four or five years ago, getting officially into fitness. Uh, My background's in marketing. Um, I had my daughter in 2014, and when I was pregnant, I had some complications. I had cysts rupture um, and actually had to have an emergency surgery to have those removed. So throughout my pregnancy, I had to be extremely careful um, training and what I could do, what I couldn't do. Um, But at the same time, it was very blurry. Like there wasn't much guidance. It was just kind of, you can walk, um, just be careful, basically. And so (laughs) as someone who was an athlete, I grew up an athlete. I was strength training four to five times a week to be told, just walk to be safe during your pregnancy. From a mindset perspective, it was just kind of brutal. And so that really sparked me to postpartum get more serious into fitness and begin learning how I could help others. Um, I opened my gym in 2018. And then we went through ProPath where I met these other two amazing women. Um, And from there, just started getting experience working with pregnant and postpartum women got certified to train them. Um, and from there, I have just kind of continued learning uh, because there is, like they both said, a huge need. There's so much confusion. We've all been through it. And so now it's how can we clear up that confusion so women can train safely? That makes total sense. So this is very intimately personal for all three of you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Tell me about the Mint Project. What is the mission of the Mint Project? Well, so we all met um, through Active Life Pro Path. And then, again, I, I kind of self-taught myself after I was postpartum and then met Kara when I was starting to experience some, some issues about a year and a half down the line. So I thought I was in the clear. And then I started to have issues with diastasis. Uh, reached out to Kara after asking who knew about that um, in Active Life. And then the three of us came together once we kind of got to know that Jess had a history with that as well. We realized that we wish there were more of us, more trainers that were passionate about it. And I think there are, um, but you still have to get the education for it. So in my experience, those, these two already did their certification, did the things they needed to do to educate themselves. But for me, and I was kind of at this point more in the gym owning perspective and trying to get out of being a trainer, uh, that condescended going to get educated on how to train those women. Um, so I got us all together and said, well, let's just make more of us. And Kara said before, like, how do I clone myself? Um, <laughs> so our, 
our where we saw saw a hole with that was the accountability and some of the education that trainers could go get right there. I'm a perfect example of I've bought a lot of courses and never done them. Um, so that was one of our biggest inspirations with Mint. Yeah, our, our mission is to truly just elevate trainers. We want to elevate them into professionals that will specialize in guiding pregnant and postpartum women as a true specialty and have that availability within gyms. Uh, we want them, them to heal, to grow, to be the happiest versions of themselves that they can. And that means a wide array of things. So our program specifically will provide an interactive education instead of just buy it, do it, hopefully you get it done. Um, that's our, our main thing is to be able to interact with the trainers. We'll have ongoing support and just really focusing on bridging that gap of confusion between healthcare, uh, trainers, the information that's out there right now, kind of the, the social media tips, Pinterest tips, and making that exercise for pregnant women and postpartum women as safe and effective and attainable as it can be. So you said interactive. And my next question was sort of, how does this differ from what's already out there? But that would seem like a huge part. Are you saying, are we doing parts of this live? Yeah. Jess, you want to take that? Yeah. So that is really like the main differentiator between what's already out there and what we want to do and what we are doing. All of us going through other courses recognize that, like Betsy said, like, I've bought courses before and they're still sitting on my computer because it was self-paced. And as a busy mom, trainer, especially gym owner, um, it's really hard to carve out your own time and kind of fit those things in unless you're really disciplined. For us, we've gone through courses where you need to hop on with your mentor or your educator every week and then you're done in the time frame, right? So I start this course. I don't forget what I learned last year because that's when I started the course. <laughs> I remember because I've been going through it for the last 12 weeks and I'm getting it done every week and I can talk to my instructor face to face. I can collaborate with other um, students in the course. And so we feel like that is going to be such a great way for the trainers to learn and collaborate with other trainers. That's enormous. I mean, being just having the resource of being able to clarify things in real time. Cause I've done, I'm exactly in the same boat. I don't have no idea how many courses I've purchased. Yeah. I've, I've started all of them, but especially those self-paced ones are just difficult to get through, or it seems redundant, or I stop seeing the value a little bit in and I don't understand. And I've also had face-to-face -face things like I think what you're describing. And that's incredible. Just being able to ask somebody, how do you think, how does the, the content of this work and that interactive component would be a huge part of it differ from other sort of I don't know if anyone's really doing what you guys are doing, but things like this out there. Yeah. And so the other part of it is every week after their training session with their uh, trainer, Kara or myself, they'll have homework to go and do, um, whether that's with someone live in their own gym or with one of their clients, or maybe it's a nutrition type piece of homework they'll bring that back. And the next week is really going to be about talking through that, what they experienced in the mm -hmm. real world, uh, because we can teach people all we want, but if they can't go implement it and learn, um, then, then you don't get as far. Uh, and then the last thing that kind of is, makes us a little bit different. I know a lot of other courses include a business 
section, um, but we come with a lot of experience between the three of us owning gyms. Um, I did 11 years in marketing before owning my own gym. So we combined have a ton of experience with sales, business, marketing to really pass on to trainers. So they don't just have the knowledge, but they can go out and build their business. That sounds like an immense value that you all are offering. Thanks. We think so. Yes, we think so. How- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not. And I'm, uh, I mean, I'm nice, but I don't give out compliments where I don't, where they aren't appropriate. Uh, For coaches potentially approaching this, are there any sort of general rules around training a postpartum client? Is it like how individualized does it get? Yeah, so just like training any client, you know, you, you want to start by looking at this client, looking at her goals, where she's at in her journey so far and really getting to know her and then guiding her, you know, whatever phase she's at to where she wants to be. And when she's pregnant, it's just a lot of it is um, teaching and reminding this is a phase. Um, So if her goal is like to run a marathon while she's pregnant, maybe just talk about why that's her goal, maybe give her some, you know, guidance as far as why that wouldn't be a good idea or um, different things like that. Um, Obviously just guiding them in their journey and then um, another part, and what was the second part of the question? Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I think said. I just asked, like, are there any general rules around, around training oh, right. a postpartum client? Yeah. So, so I would say, I would say no, because everyone's so different. Everyone is so, you know, individual. But I think when I was thinking about that question, the big thing that popped up in my head was to be a responsible trainer of a postpartum woman, allowing them to recover. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of women, very understandably, as soon as they have their baby, they want to jump back into their fitness. They want to lose the baby weight, get their body back. Um, And I think as a trainer, we need to be responsible in telling them, this is, you know, you need to take the time to recover. And then we, I will work with you. I will help you get to where you want to be. But the first step is recovery. And I think that would be the main general rule of working with postpartum women is allowing them and giving them support in that recovery because you have all these other people saying all right let's get back in the gym let's do this but to have your trainer your your coach say it's okay take some time recover we'll get back to this um we can do this together i think that's the biggest rule yeah and to piggyback off of what kara said sorry i i had some thoughts there kara one of the things we've discussed in building this course was um we're really focusing on that gray area of your doctor says lift 35 pounds, but you know that you're used to lifting 215 pounds. Like that's a huge range. And so you have to know that as a trainer, it is the mom's responsibility to make decisions for herself. And your job is to be there to educate, to give all the information and more and help her to find a decision that she's comfortable with for herself. And filling so. in that space seems really difficult. Go ahead, Jess. No, I was just going to say that's that's so true. That sounds like an incredible message to deliver, but I can imagine some coaches having a hard time or not knowing how to even begin starting that conversation, have that communication. Is it? Do you work on how to sort of form these these questions and communicate this stuff in a way that is not scary, is not pushing people away, you know, is not saying you're not broken, you haven't mm-hmm. had something terrible happen to you, but we do need to think about this in a different way. Yeah, one of our guiding principles throughout the course, we have three main guiding principles. One of them is mindset. 
And we're going to help teach coaches how to approach this. Because like we've all said, especially when Jess is going through hers, you know, that is really hard to go from being a rock star, you know, fitness wise, and then you can only walk now, you know, and, and sometimes hearing that it can be really, really, really hard emotionally. And, um, and just, yeah, seeing your body change and all of that. So we just want to give trainers a way that they can connect with their clients and just help to really guide them and educate them so that they can make their best decisions in the phase of life that they're in. And it would seem having your, like the amount of knowledge and credibility that what you're offering would really give people a leg up on that. Yeah, absolutely. For listeners, I want to be clear, like no one is saying for anyone to ignore what their doctor is saying, but we know that doctors are not trained in movement and exercise. And I am, oh, I didn't even tell you, I'm married to an OBGYN. Yeah. I didn't tell you oh, that. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. just how it ended up here. Yeah. Um, a tiny bit of, uh, the tiniest bit of background. I ended up getting connected with, with uh, all of these wonderful people because I was trying to build a list of trainers to give to a hospital who are going to recommend these trainers. And I was reaching through my network saying, who are, who's the best? Who like remote, in person, whatever. I need some rock stars that I don't know already. And your names all came up. Awesome. I think that's great what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's super smart. She loves exercise, but she wasn't trained in it. She doesn't know. She comes mm -hmm. home and she's sore. She's like, hey, why does this hurt? Why does, I don't know right. what's going on. And she's a brilliant <laughs> surgeon doctor. They just don't know. Uh, and ACOG, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, are now, <laughs> they changed a couple years ago. Like, exercise is recommended. If you are already exercising, yeah, right. especially, please continue exercising. So no yeah. one is saying ignore your doctor, but no. they don't, they simply don't have the depth of knowledge around this which is why I think what you're what you've designed and what you're offering is so remarkable and filling a spot that frankly seems to be mostly empty for training trainers how to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think what you said there about um doctors now supporting exercise. First off, I'm excited to see that that is becoming for lack of a better term trendier within um doctors. I I think that that's kind of a mindset that is starting to spread and that we all really had in common, especially coming from active life, because that is really what they're focused on as well, is bridging that gap with healthcare. And I think that having doctors out there that understand that they're, understand everybody's specialties can work synonymously um, yes. and yes. encouraging your clients as a trainer to conversate with your doctor to have the to trust your doctor and your trainer it doesn't have to be one or the other you mentioned mindset was one of the three guiding principles could i ask what the other two are jess you want to take care you want to go okay yeah <laughs> so we have mindset movement and nutrition and those are the three guiding principles that we go through within the training aspect of the course and then they change when we get to business but um yeah so we're, we're focused on nutrition Movement would be, okay, this is how we can scale and modify um, with, you know, pregnant and postpartum considerations in mind. And then, of course, the mindset, which we already went over. I didn't even realize that there was a nutrition component in it. That's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Such a huge, huge part of pregnancy, postpartum, and even fertility that a lot of courses out there, not to bash any courses, but um, just don't go deep into. Uh, and so just thinking about that, especially talking with women who are into fitness, into nutrition already, what needs to change? And as a trainer, how do I support these women? Because obviously as trainers, it is not our scope to 
give them a meal plan or tell them how much weight they should be gaining. That's one thing that they should be consulting with their doctor on. But how do we support them? How do we make them feel great while they're exercising through pregnancy? And then how do we help them recover with the right nutrients after after their pregnancy? That's incredible. This is, I mean, you guys are building a toolbox. It's incredible. So talking to talking to any coaches out there who are listening to this, there's a coach out there. There's definitely people who are already excited, but there's a coach out there who's like, uh, I like my one-on-one clients. I like my group classes. Why should that coach consider being part of the Mint Project? So well, many other clients. Oh. No, you go ahead, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just, I think we were about to say like the same thing. Uh, we made a post on Instagram the other day that was kind of directed at gym owners and trainers that said, pregnant and postpartum women are going to walk into your gym are you ready for them? And I don't think everyone could answer that confidently. Yes. So you might be comfortable training people who aren't in that category, but there is a very growing uh, population of women, especially now that doctors are like, yes, exercise that want to train, they want to exercise and they need guidance because a lot of them Maybe they're training. They don't know how to train through their pregnancy or postpartum. So you're missing out on a huge population if you don't want to learn um, to train pregnant and postpartum women. Yeah. And and one thing we kind of touch on in or have touched on in many of our conversations that are integrating into our course is pregnant postpartum is our main client. Um, there are other other all humans have a pelvic floor. So without getting too into detail. There are many other issues that your clients could be experiencing, whether or not they've had a child. Um, so we want to be a safe space for people to talk about that. And if we open the door by the most obvious client, which is a pregnant and postpartum woman, that, that just becomes a resource within your gym. And we want all of the gyms in the spirit of we all got into this to help people. And then now it's narrowed down to this clientele. We, I know any anyone who takes our course is that kind of person who wants to help people, who wants to avoid injury or avoid uh, things happening in the gym that they have to work around, or when those when those come up, how do you keep them healthy without letting it kind of bring them down? Absolutely, and I think for anyone listening to this. Like if you make it known that you have this kind of education, you have this kind of tool set as someone who does a lot of work, getting people out of pain and working sort of post physical therapy, injury, things like that, people will feel a lot more comfortable spending time around you, uh, not walking away. There are people I've absolutely had people who just disappear. I think we've probably all had this. Someone just disappears from the gym. You're like, hey, what happened? You're like, oh, I got hurt. So, you know, I figured I got hurt. So I'm not supposed to come to the gym anymore. Right. Now yep. people will come to me and say, hey, something's, my shoulder keeps doing a thing. Can you, can you take a look at it? Where that person would have disappeared or quit or stopped working out or spent five weeks on the couch or something else. Yeah. If that person, if a person is considering getting pregnant or finds out they're pregnant or decides to get pregnant and knows, trusts you, and you've built some credibility and you tell them that you know how to do this, they are much more likely to continue being successful and probably be healthier doing it because they're not yes. just going to throw their hands up and walk away or mm -hmm. only go for walks carrying no more than two and a half pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. How do you suggest a mom go about, you know, they're, they're bombarded with information as you well know. I don't, and at any point, by the way, like you can tell me to shut, I'm well aware that I'm the guy talking to three moms, uh, <laughs> but are bombarded with 
information and Facebook groups and scare tactics and conflicting advice uh, from both in person and online. It's all over the place. How do you suggest they go about finding a trustworthy resource such as yourselves or trainers that you've trained? Yeah. So obviously we're on social media. And so that's that's one way, way to find people, right? But I think the main thing, I'll start with who not, <laughs> who is not yeah, someone it. you might want to be your first resource. And as much as I love moms, but just because someone is a mom who also really loves fitness, that might not be the best person to be listening to for fitness advice because what worked for them and what they're doing, if they don't have the proper education and credentials, that might not work for you and that might be not be in your best interest. So first look at what are their credentials? Are they a certified personal trainer? Have they gotten education in pregnancy and postpartum fitness would be number one. Um, and then not just credentials. What have they done? Have they trained women? Do you see them posting a lot about the clients that they're training? Maybe looking at reviews. Um, eventually, when we get our courses rolling, we're going to have like a map of mint trainers. So that will be an awesome resource. Mm -hmm. uh, but for now, like a really good starting place is at your gym, wherever you work out, start interviewing the coaches, see what they know about pregnancy and postpartum. And if they can help you, maybe see who they've worked with. Um, and then, yeah, just be cautious with social media. There is a lot of information out there, and it's not always the best information. Um, like you said, there's a lot of scare tactics. There's a lot of this is what I did, so you can do this. But just look for look for a trained resource. Um, you guys have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I, I think for me that was exactly kind of where the mint came from is I could go get trained or I could just let the people who are good at it do their thing and, and really support them. So for me being probably, I would say the least educated out of these three women, as far as how to train someone, I think that that's the general idea that we want moms to get to of look for the professional, not just the person talking about what works for them. And yeah, ideally someone who has worked with more than one person and that person being themselves. Because yeah, exactly. As you all know, like there's different people and different things work for different people. And just because yeah. this works for, even if this works for eight out of 10 people, those other two need some help. And an experienced coach trainer is going to you know, have some tools in their toolbox to figure that out. Yeah, yes. I think it kind of goes back to as well, like just because you're a mom that's had a kid and all of a sudden you have your six pack back, doesn't mean that you are qualified to train other moms. Kind of like looking at it as like, oh, you know, if someone was a cancer survivor, they're not an oncologist. Like they can't guide you through that. They're just not qualified. And so kind of, yeah, just looking at that, like Jeff said, credentials. <laughs> Betsy, do you have something to add there? Well, I uh, social media can just be such a supportive place for people. I think especially when you're going through something, whether that's pregnancy, whatever, um, so it's very easy to fall into that, you know, try the gamut of things. Um, and I think we just really want to make sure that we caution women against that and make sure that trainers know how to talk to moms about that. And that will come with our sales course or sales portion of our course as well, which is going to be very small. Um, but we do know that there, with our own experience in our gyms right now, what happens when your client gets pregnant? Do you just 
shove through and say, you got to listen to everything I say? Or do you kind of, how do you start that discussion of caring for them, being there for them, making sure they know that you are a resource without pressuring them? Especially early on. I've, I, I imagine you've had this experience too, but I am often the second person who knows that somebody is pregnant after yeah. their, you know, if, if there's a partner involved, yeah. that person knows. And I'm often the only other person who knows for, you know, the first 12, 16 weeks, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And same goes for fertility. Like that portion, I've had plenty of clients who their gym life has to be able to support that journey, especially if it's challenging in any sense of the word. So how can we help them through that or be supportive through that? You mentioned fertility before. I think, Jess, you mentioned fertility before. So how does this course treat that, that sort of perinatal period? The guiding principles that Kara mentioned, we basically go through what does that mean for pre-pregnancy? What does that mean for pregnancy? And then what does that mean for postpartum? So we go through, I'd say... That's probably one of the smaller sections of our course, but it's also really important because as a trainer, like you said, I have definitely been the first to know when a lot of my clients were pregnant or trying to get pregnant. So what does that look like? Do I need to modify their workouts a little bit to make sure they're getting enough recovery to support them trying to have a baby? Do I need to help them make better nutritional decisions in that time when they're trying to get pregnant? And being able to support them. So that's the first part of our course goes through those things. That's great. Do you ever, thinking about people getting pregnant, do you talk at all about people like, uh, you know, attempting IVF or anything like that? We go a little bit more through what the body from its, from our natural point can do, whether they're going through things like IVF, things like that. Um, again, it, is going to come down to case by case basis. Like we know that there is no template for anyone. So we do want to prepare our trainers though, for any of those that come up IVF, um, IUI, what is that going to look like for them? And the conversations there are probably the most important thing you can do. I would say. Do you have an ideal avatar? I, I just, I somewhat suspect that you do, but a, an ideal coach who we're aiming this at or coach trainer, someone, someone who's listening right now. And they're like, yeah, that that's exactly the person we're talking to. So I think our main coach that we're going after is someone who wants to be a professional coach, right? So not necessarily going to be, I, it could be a coach that maybe does this as a hobby, but I would say 90% of our trainers who are going to want to take our course are going to be, this is their full-time job. They're really looking to um, professionalize themselves, add more to their list of credentials so that they can just help more women. Um, not only, and, and I also want to say this, like not only female trainers can take this course. I think it's also yeah. very important that men are comfortable working with pregnant and postpartum women. So, um, yeah, we, we want the pros, really. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm we are going to be talking after this recording because I am really excited about this idea. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like an enormous resource that you could add, that a professional coach could add to their toolbox. And I would say if someone is considering, you know, going full-time as a coach or, or already is like, that's also the sort of person that someone who cares enough about training to work with a trainer who understands pregnancy will look for. Like they're yeah. very unlikely to be talking to someone who does this two hours a week 
and right. you know is killing it. Their law firm lawyers are fine, but <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. ask them about yeah. how to handle my pregnancy with training. Is there any? Uh, you mentioned something about communication a minute ago, and that triggered something. If we're we're bringing people in and talk to them, I assume it's some sort of like group format, like several people at once get to interact together. And my question was like, is there any community? built around that? Do the trainers get to like interact with each other, ask each other questions, share resources, things like that? Yep. Yeah. So we will have, they will have access to a Facebook group. So that'll be the main kind of collaborative. They'll also all have, so they'll be like paired up. So they'll have access to at least one of the other members or students information, and they'll be collaborating kind of behind the scenes in the off portions of the course to work together. But yeah, they will have access to a private Facebook group where they can um, just continuously run things by each other. Even after the course is done, they'll be a part of that group and they can bounce ideas. Hey, this happened to me at the gym today. How would you handle this? And so on. Yeah. And the, and the way the course is set up too is, so you meet once a week with your instructor, but it's not just you and your instructor. You're in a cohort of let's say eight to 12 people. So you're all able as well at that time to converse with each other as well on top of the Facebook page and having your partners that you do some of the homework segments with as well. So we, we made sure the course is 12 weeks long right now, an hour each week as far as the live content. But within some of those, we aren't just going to say, go do your homework and then that's it. We want to come back and discuss that together because a lot of the homework sometimes is going to be a practical. So go practice this within your gym or another person that's in Mint Project and let's all work together to uh, support, find out what worked for you, what did it, what's language that worked for you, what did it. Um, it's very, very cooperative. What if a trainer is primarily online? What if they are not? And I know they are mostly, but I knew several of them who are online only trainers. Is this still something that would be useful to them or does it need to be pretty hands-on? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will, <laughs> we, I will we all train about... online as well. Yeah. Betsy, and go ahead. We, we are um, looking at opportunities outside of Mint with partnerships to do right now as well, um, where that would be an opportunity. So to kind of, you know, beginning stages of things like that, but that's definitely things we're looking to expand on. Kara, did you have something to add there? Uh, no, I was just going to say, we all do some kind of, online training. I know I do. I've trained a couple women. I've taken them through uh, the program online already. And so just being able to teach uh, the coaches and trainers, you know, this is a good way to do this and, you know, give them ideas of how to work with those clients because online training is a big thing, especially right now. Yeah, it's huge. Do you have any examples, not to dig too deep, but something where someone could implement something online for a, a postpartum client? Um, like, how would they do that? Yeah, just an example, because I can imagine someone, especially if they don't do a lot of online work, that sounds somewhat mm -hmm. impossible. I'm, you know, someone's picturing just exchanging emails with someone and okay. that not being very yeah. fulfilling. Yeah, I know. So um, I'll just go off of an experience that I had um, with a girl that I know. So she's one of my friends. She had a baby. She was experiencing back pain. She wanted to get back into lifting and also losing weight and stuff like that. So um, I decided to work with, with her and she downloaded a training app that I use and I would put her workouts into the app every week. 
Um, she did three workouts a week. She would respond to me on there, say, this felt good, this didn't. I'd ask her to send videos of different movements. And I had an original FaceTime call with her where um, we talked about, okay, these are the things I want you to be aware of. This is what I want you to note. This is the type of breathing that I want you to um, employ in your movements. And then it kind of depends on person to person. But for this girl, I knew she needed a little bit extra guidance. So I actually had a set call with her every week. It was only 15 minutes. It was a check-in. Hey, are things good? You know, on top of the communication we had through that training app. And that's how I train her. And still, she's about a year and a half out now. I'm still training her. And um, yeah, it's, it's postpartum clients. They're forever. You know, you can just help someone get to wherever they want to be. Yeah. You're always postpartum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the foundations Absolutely. that you learn of it are so, are always going to apply. Like I'm, I'm always kind of preaching that I'm two years postpartum and I still have to make sure that I really pay attention. I mean, I can do majority of the things I used to be able to do before having a baby at this point, but not if I don't continue to do the foundational things like breath work. Now, related to that, I have found, I've, I mean, I've coached a number of postpartum clients, but less than, less than 20, I would say at this point. I have often found that people who commit to it and are patient in that like kind of rebuilding process, relearning some positions and stuff, often come back with better movement patterns than they had before. Even if they were yeah. like, I had some monsters in the gym and it takes a little while, but now they have better bracing patterns, better squatting patterns, their jump, like, all of these things are better kind of because they, they, they slowed down a little and really mm-hmm. focused on movement. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, definitely. That And that kind of goes back to like the recovery period and also that mindset, those mindset conversations. Like this is a time where we are rebuilding. We're not going to start with your first day back in the gym. Let's clean, you know, or let's climb the rope. It's, you start over with those basic fundamental, you know, movements and and how to do that and it's it's maybe a little bit easier because at that point you've you've already had hopefully those conversations with that client like we're going to be rebuilding and this is for the future this is to make you better long term just like any injury if you just come back and just start doing what you were doing before you're most likely going to stay injured or get injured again and you're constantly restarting but if you can really take the time to build and that's that's what we want to teach our trainers to teach their clients. And that goes back to why males couldn't, it's very useful to learn this information as well. I mean, how does it yeah. apply to movement patterns across the board? And to, just to piggyback on, on something you said before, like a postpartum client, if they feel safe with you and movement as well, and you're successful from, just from it, from a business coaching point of view, there's no reason they can't be a client forever, assuming yeah. it's, it's, they still need your services and that that's what they want. And you can keep moving them toward their goals with your toolbox. Like that seems incredibly valuable to a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Do you talk at all about, we talked about doctors a little while ago and there are still, there's lots of doctors who are hesitant to prescribe exercise or we described earlier, we'll just, you know, only go for a walk. I've certainly had people who have been told to not pick up more than five pounds. And I usually tell them to go ask if they're allowed to go grocery shopping. And we, <laughs> yeah, right. We yeah. get into a deeper conversation. Or a woman, a woman already had a kid and the doctor told her not to pick up five pounds. She's sitting yeah. there with a baby in her arms. It's like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't understand. What are we doing? <laughs> what do I do? Is, do you have any tips or guidance or do you touch on this in the course? Like, 
helping communication either between the mother and the doctor or possibly starting to facilitate communication between the trainer and the doctor, which is something I'm really excited in trying to dig into. And I've, I've gotten this far, but I'm, I'm tiny little pieces. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a section of the course that's um, building out a referral system as well. So it's just teaching trainers, this is what our scope of practice is. And then what are some other things that you could run into that you may need to refer out? with your client and then just helping them build those connections with other people. And it is hard sometimes to get in with other professionals, but if you can find other professionals that can also agree, this is not my scope of practice, but I do know that this person needs help with this. I would love to have a network of professionals that we can, you know, get everything that this client needs put together. I think it's also really important to not to feel okay with asking your client to ask their doctor why they made that recommendation. What is that based on? Is that based on something that's going on with me? Because maybe it is, maybe it's not. And if they can't give you that answer, then could you maybe get a second opinion from another OB that you might feel comfortable with to, to ask them, Hey, what is your opinion on exercise? What is your opinion on what I should be doing? Because I'm trying to work with my trainer And we'd like to have this collaborative um, relationship. So getting different opinions and asking the whys so that you can have the best experience training through pregnancy. That makes a lot of sense. And I think having those conversations is not always the easiest thing, especially in like a world of 15 minute visits and and things like that. Right. Uh, I feel like it can be challenging to to have those. I mean, having never had to have one, but it sounds like an intimidating thing to have happen. It, it absolutely. And I think you just have to frame it from the trainer side is this is your journey. This is your fitness. This is your health. And in order to make it what you want it to be, like we got to do a little bit of extra work to figure out what makes you feel comfortable, because that can be scary when your doctor's saying don't lift five pounds. And like Kara said, you're used to deadlifting 200 pounds. Like, why, why are you saying that to me? Is something is something going to happen really bad? So, um, yeah, just facilitating different conversations and doing a little bit of extra work to get another opinion. Yeah, understanding the potential side effects and what the outcomes could be. Not just don't do this, but we don't do this because of this or maybe something mm-hmm. even slightly nuanced. Like if you start to feel something, then, you know, this sensation is maybe a red flag we're going to pull back, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to yes. a blanket, you shouldn't move for the next seven and a half months. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's something and really cool that Kara has actually built out. And Carol, I'll let you speak a little bit on it, your six phase course um, for moms that we will actually be putting out soon for moms to be able to purchase. But it's kind of the framework of how we, our theory on how to work with these women is it's based on, okay, let's get through this phase. These are the things we're going to do to build a foundation. Okay, now let's look out that foundation. Where are the cracks? If there's a crack here, we need to stay in this area. If there's not, if you've got no red flags, cool, let's move on to the next phase. And Carol, I'll let you elaborate on that. But I was really a fan of the way that 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 was arranged. Yeah, um, that is the, I, when I was recovering from having my daughter, I did an eight week program, an eight week return to exercise program. And then I started thinking, um, of ways that I could make it better. It was good, but, you know, from my education and personal experience. So I built out instead of an eight, there's a lot of week programs. Here's your eight week program, your six week, your 12 week. I decided to build it into phases. 
So you can spend as much time as you need in a certain phase and you don't feel like you have to move on the next week. If you need two weeks in phase one, take two weeks. If, um, you know, if you need more time in phase four, take more time there. And at the end of each phase, it says, you know, if you were able to complete all these movements without experiencing, you know, all these things, then, you know, feel free to move on to the next phase if you, if you want to, or you can stay in this one for a little bit longer. So. That's so smart. And it is setting people up to succeed, not fail, because there's going to be someone who hits phase one, phase two, and it, for whatever reason, it doesn't work or something doesn't work or something doesn't feel right. If it was just built as week one, week two, week three, week four, assuming everything's always successful, then yeah. a bunch of people are going to, going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. yeah, especially coming from like the mental side of it. Um, if you are, you know, a very fit person before, you're like, well, why am I not hitting, you know, because everyone has a different timeline. But why am I not hitting this timeline? It says one week, so I should be, you know, next week I should be in the next phase. I have a woman that I'm working with right now who she actually had to be on bed rest her entire pregnancy um, because of the medical condition that she has. So I'm not going to take her through phase one, week one, and then the next week we're starting week two. You know, I told her, okay, we might spend um, a week or two in phase one, which we have. We've spent at least two weeks in each phase, but she came into it knowing that. So there's no pressure on her mentally to like make it to the next phase. Is this, this six-phase program, is it primarily movement? What is, what is involved in the program? Yeah, it's, it's basically just taking a woman from postpartum wherever she is. It can be as early as six weeks postpartum. I've worked with women five weeks, five years postpartum with this program and just started them at the basic foundation and then built them up through there. But it takes you from, you know, very, very basic movements, breathing patterns to more complex. And just depending on their goals, I don't take every woman through the Olympic lifting section of it because they don't all want to do that. But a lot of them want to progress to running, jumping, which is in later phases. But we want to build that foundation in the beginning phases, of course, before we take them through. And even the women that I've worked with five years postpartum, you know, we do have to have that conversation. This might be a little easy and boring for you at the beginning, but just let's trust the process, you know, We'll, we'll step back a little bit so we can take more steps forward in the future. And just to highlight what you just said, like no one has missed their chance. They didn't just because yeah. they didn't find this, you know, exactly at seven weeks postpartum or six weeks postpartum, like yeah. wherever they are in this journey, it is potentially worthwhile to come check this out, see how it feels and start, you know, start rebuilding, continue rebuilding or rebuilding in a more focused way. Yeah, exactly. I love that you like, pulled that out of there. That's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm seven years postpartum and there's things that I've taken from the program as far as breathing and um, things like that, that I can still utilize that, again, I didn't learn when I was early postpartum. So it's it's huge. And you can you can learn it forever postpartum. Mm-hmm. And just to turn it on the other side to any coaches listening, that means you can still use these tools with someone two, three, four years postpartum, especially someone who mentions like, well, since the baby, things haven't been fill in the Mm -hmm. blank, you know, not quite the same here. You can say, well, if you'd like, like maybe we can take a look at some things. Maybe we can work on some stuff. Maybe we can actually move forward in a way that you have perhaps convinced yourself you can't move. Yeah. It's not like there's a three month window and then you're done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and again, going back to everyone, this is especially useful for pregnant and postpartum women. 
but we are focusing on breath work more. My husband and I still own a gym here and we still are, we're seeing that need for breath work. Let's just use it as an example throughout our clientele. So again, that just reinforces the fact that it is that foundation can spread across all movement. Are there any qualifications you're looking for a coach to start the mint project to enroll in the mint project? So likely they'd be someone who has probably their cert they're a certified personal trainer already. I not totally a requirement, but that will give them a solid foundation or base of knowledge before they start learning some of the things that they'll learn in our course, uh, because we don't talk about what you would learn necessarily in a personal training certification. So that would be a good base for sure. Yeah, yeah we're not going to teach the basic training. Like we're not going to teach them necessarily all the movements that might need to train someone to be fit. We're going to take it of the, we're expecting that, you know, this, here's how you modify or change it for, yes. for that client. Mm -hmm. Is there a minimum level of experience you'd suggest from someone? We haven't defined that. That's, That's a, a good, good question. question. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I think like, yeah, but I think like Jess said, yeah, just having at least a personal training certification, go on Jess. My theory is that trainers interested in the Mint Project course are going to have a little bit of experience just because they've been out in on the floor training people. They've also seen the need for this type of experience. So now they're coming and they're looking to get it. So again, it's not necessarily like a requirement that you've been training people for 10 years. If you're a new trainer, this might be an amazing way for you to start opening up your book of business to more people. So yeah, but but yeah, my theory is, okay, I've been on the floor training people for a little bit. I'm seeing this need. I really want to kind of um, get my experience up there. I'm going to go take this course. Now, the fact that you offer business within this, I think is remarkable. I mean, the, the, everything about this sounds remarkable. Could you talk to, because it sounds to me with what you're describing, what you're offering, that if a coach wanted to, they could potentially fill their book of business with clients just using Mint Project knowledge, know-how, resources, things like that, if they wanted to. Could you talk at all about like th this, why this is such a good idea from a business point of view? Because it's obvious to this guy talking, but I'd like you to tell the world about it. Yeah, I think like you said, I think there's there's a lot of trainers who I think go onto social media and they try to promote themselves and they see the way other people are doing it and maybe fall short of, I'm not seeing the engagement. I'm not seeing my business grow. Um, and just from my background, there are ways of marketing yourself and ways of marketing your business that tend to do better than others. And we'll definitely teach them a little bit about that as well. Um, but also learning how to sell is extremely important. You can be a trainer. And I learned this early on as a trainer and gym owner that you can be the best trainer in the world, but if you don't know how to sell yourself, you're not going to do very well. So selling um, as well as just from the business knowledge of all three of us owning our own business and, and not necessarily that these trainers are going to own their own gyms, but I would love to see gym owners also on board with taking this course um, or having their trainers on board to take this course. Uh, that was my next question. Like, how how does this appeal to a gym owner out there who maybe isn't uh, isn't doing a lot of on the floor training, or maybe is doing no on the floor training, but sees this as an obvious resource? How would they approach the Mint Project? How would you suggest they uh, 
So we're actually about to do, um, we are each choosing one person from our gym ecosystems to go through the course simply because we have seen the need. And again, we can't fill the need. We're, we're running the gym, we're doing our own things, but to have that as far as our offerings at the gym is going to be huge for business. And then the gym can also communicate that they have people on staff with that knowledge Mm -hmm. and exactly makes so much sense. Yeah. And it always works better when the gym owner and the trainers are on the same page with everything, right? Like the trainer wants to go out and get this certification, but if the gym owner doesn't understand the importance of it, it's not going to work out as well as if they were both collaborating and aware of the importance of this and the clients it could bring and, and who they could help. Well, and then at what point does that coach not have a space to practice something that they're passionate about or their niche and leave? I mean, if you lose a great coach because you're not making space for the thing that if they're passionate about, they're going to be hopefully good at, um, that's just a great way to, to expand your abilities as a business. For sure. And any gym owner, you know, if you have a rock star coach on staff and is coming to you with interesting ideas, comes to you and says, I want to get this certification. This is something I'd like to offer. Uh, any pushback against that is probably coming from a, a real nasty scarcity mindset. And yeah. I really suggest they take a step yeah. back and look at themselves because that coach is probably yeah. going to find a way yeah. to do this thing and you're going to get a cut or you won't. So yep. true. Yep. Just to highlight something I think is really important, Jess, because I imagine there's coaches out there who are excited by this and could really use some guidance having that conversation with the owner. Yeah. So as an owner myself, I know we have a head coach who has wanted to do certain trainings um, and we always offer through our gym to help them pay for at least one ongoing education uh, course per year. So the first thing I would suggest if if this is something that you're interested as a trainer, um, do your research, get all the information and then bring that to the gym owner Make sure you have your bullet points of why you want to do this, not, hey, I want to become a trainer who can work with women. Like, why? What What do the numbers look like? How are you going to grow your business? How are you going to grow the gym's business? Um, maybe use an example of someone in that gym that no one's really been able to help yet because no one has the knowledge. Gather the information and make sure you're presenting it in a way that makes you both look successful. And then a gym owner is going to be a lot more open to that, um, helping you get that knowledge and certification. Yeah, if you can lead with the lead with the win for the gym owner, as someone who works within a gym, yeah. I always lead with why this is such an amazing idea and you're going to make money and it's going to make you look good. And we yes. will retain yeah. clients and get more clients. Oh, and something nice will happen for me too, just at the yeah. tail end. Yeah. Um, because gym owners are really busy and they don't, you know, and, and you should make it obvious why they should spend time and resources and let this trainer who is a resource and they're paying, uh, do this sort of thing. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So there's a coach out there who's super fired up and has been waiting for 20 minutes to figure out how they can apply, how they can get in on this. Um, when can they start applying or, or trying to get in and how would they go about it? Yeah, you go ahead, I'll Betsy. Go, it. go. <laughs> our uh, our sign up, our official sign up date is February twenty eighth. The course will start March thirty twenty uh, third. We will be doing an early sign up though for anybody on our email list. So anybody that's been following us, which we've got a good amount so far, that are kind of already subscribed to the emails, did the free free PDF, and 
if you're in that camp, then we will have an early sign up available for you on February 21st, one week before the official sign up. <laughs> so how do they get on the email list again? Jess, you can do that. <laughs> yes. So go to our website, themintproject.com and project is spelled with no vowels. <laughs> so P-R-J-C-T. Uh, themintproject.com. You will see a little button to sign up for our email list. You can also get there. Go follow us on Instagram. Same, The Mint Project, no vowels. Um, and if you click the link in our bio, it'll take you right to our email list to get signed up as well. That's perfect. And of course, uh, anyone listening, all this stuff will be in the show notes to uh, the website, the Instagram, all the places you should go. Uh, Betsy, Jess, Kara, this has been amazing. Any, What else should people know? Who? Uh, let's go one at a time. Who should they follow? Where should they go? Uh, yeah, no, step one, go follow us on Instagram. We're putting out a ton of really good content right now. Um, free resources, all that good stuff. There is already a free resource out there for pregnant and postpartum women to modify their workouts. So go get that. Um, follow us on Instagram. Get on our email list. What else do they need to know? We'll have our own podcast launching at some point in February the mint project so you can keep your eye out for that <laughs> and other than that i think that's all i got yeah i love it Kara, uh, miss anything yeah well no i think that's great for as far as like resources and who to follow but i would say for the trainer or the coach that has noticed the need to work with pregnant or postpartum women and they just don't feel confident in it this course is designed to help you get there you will have access to the instructors, to other people. You, the whole course is designed so that you feel confident and empowered to then empower your clients and help them. And then on top of that, build a great business for yourself. So that's, if you're you know, on the fence about that, this is what the entire course is built for. So, Yeah, I would say the, the thing I have is, know that we are coming from a place of so much passion for this and that is our driving force we're we are putting aside a lot of other things simply because we feel like this is so needed um so if you're that person jump on the bandwagon be part of this club we we want to do this all together and learn from each other and and help everybody get as far as these two's brains have gotten um yeah, we're, we're just really excited to get it going and get more resources out there all across the country, the world of just moms who, or sorry, trainers that can work with moms, these clientele, we're excited. Yeah. Uh, your passion comes across loud and clear. <laughs> and with all of the experience and the resources you put in, uh, I, I just have to congratulate you. You have put together a remarkable project here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. Betsy, Kara, and Jess, thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thanks for taking the time. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when the stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback or questions about the program or you're ready to get started. Feelstrong.me is the website. Feelstrong.me. If you're ready to make a change, if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time, get in touch. 
My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. <laughs> <laughs>